This week, we take a trip to the 90s to discuss a toy that made us all subservient little children. A small and simple toy with a big and complicated playstyle. This is the story of Bop It. This is Toys Were Us. All of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, all of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Patty Ruxpin and the Worms. We got Bill Nye so we can learn. And if I Hello, hello, hello. Hola. Thanks for joining us once again for a brand new episode of Toys R Us. See. My name is Richard Hunt, and with me once again is my cousin and co-host, Brian Muth. Hey guys, what's up? In this episode, we're going to take a look into the bastard love child of Simon, Bop It. Oh, the Bop It. A simple yet complicated toy that does not get enough love. It's true. Highly underrated. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. We start our tale in 1996. What I wouldn't give for a time machine. We meet up with a man named Dan Klitzner. Oh, come on! <laughs> which I feel like bopping, twisting, and pulling is definitely not something one should do with a Klitzner. Klitzner, no. Klitzners are very sensitive. <laughs> yes. Dan, having grown up in Walnut Creek, California, which is an eastern suburb of San Francisco Bay. That sounds like some straight-up Mayberry shit. It does, yeah. It was the 1960s, and little Dan was obsessed with building and creating little toys. And in anything and everything from little robots to burglar alarms, uh, he was basically like Kevin McAllister. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He grew up with that passion translating into a college experience at the Art Center College of Design. Which, again, so many fucking words. Uh, yeah. Art Center College of Design. Condense that shit. Yes. Art Center College of Design. His major there was industrial design. Okay. He really wanted to make a splash in the design world. He wanted to create sleek and slick designs for toasters and coffee pots, basically all types of kitchen appliances. He was, like, trying to improve how they looked. Okay. You know, toasters, I think, could use a facelift these yeah. days. Yeah. They're, they're pretty plain, Jane. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's, I think that goes down to, like, what it is. Yeah, it's... But it doesn't... Yeah. You put two slices in, or four slices, depending on what I mean, it doesn't have. have to be terrifically visually right. appealing. Yeah. Um, I feel like this guy would be like a real life Wayne Zielinski. Like just trying to make, <laughs> trying to make shit look way more convoluted than they need to be. Right. Like and end a- up fucking blowing up the kid or shrinking the kid or right. themselves. Uh, which I did. His molecules have to be completely and utterly fucked at this point. Oh the yeah. The whole family. 
Yeah. He's basically like 90s Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. On accident. Yeah. Um. However, the market in terms of jobs like that was extremely flooded. Mm-hmm. Um, this was because this was in the nineties. This right. is when everybody was like, "Okay, the eighties is over. We need to change the design. I, we need to hire people to fucking change, change our whole look. Get it up. Yeah, yeah." Uh, so rather than giving up, Dan resigned himself to create bottles for toilet bowl cleaners. Hmm. It's not glamorous, but it gave him the money and the time to cover path for himself. And carving that path is exactly what he did. Uh, he found freelance work at a toy company, making small designs and trying to find the next big thing. He started with different designs for remote controls. Remote controls that he called remote out-of-controls. Ooh! Uh-huh. Very tongue-in-cheek. Very. Uh, he had a design that looked like a surfboard, one like a slice of pizza, and one that looked like a hammer. Okay. The hammer, you bopped to change the channel. <laughs> uh, the I like hammer, that. It had a volume knob, and you get where I'm going with this. Yeah. One fateful day in a design meeting, he overheard an exec say, Watch the kid, not the toy. Which makes sense, because if the kid isn't having fun with the toy, the toy isn't worth having. Right. You know, because you could watch the toy. The toy is stationary. It's not going to do anything. Right. But if you see the kid playing with it, and he's just like... Mm. Ball in a cup. Oh, boy. You know? <laughs> well, um, it's like toddlers. They they tend to play with the box more than they do with yeah, the toy sometimes. Toddlers are just cats. They really are. Think about it. It's true. However, Dan took a completely different message from this. What if the, the remote controlled the kid? And oh. thus, Boppet started to form. He made a mock-up design in Photoshop, attached it to a piece of cut foam, and recorded himself saying, Bop it, it, twist it, pull it. From there, he took the very rough prototype and brought it to Bill Dorman of Milton Bradley. Bill was an industry giant, having quite a few massive successes under his belt, including, but not limited to, Twister, Ooh. the original Nerf Ball, oh, yeah. and to Dan's great surprise, Bill loved it. He knew that there was something there, and he knew how to make it happen. Okay. And make it happen, he did. In 1997, at a price of 1999, Boppet was a hit. However, there wasn't much faith that Boppet would be anything more than a flash in the pan. Dan was told how, how that they were. yeah, they told him that they didn't see it became they didn't see it being a successful toy for much more than a year, and in the second year, it sold even better than the first. Boom! And suddenly, their opinion changed. They asked Dan what he could do to make year three even better. And that is when he came up with Bop It Extreme, which cost $5 more and added a few different challenges. Everything had to be extreme in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Not even an E. Yeah. It was just extreme. extreme. Yeah. Um, up to the current day, there has been just like a cornucopia of Bop It's. I have no doubt. The original Bop It, which was Bop It Twisted. Pull it. Bop it extreme, which added flick it flick and spin it. it. Ah. Two more things you don't do to a clip snare. Uh, bop it extreme two, uh, which just made the original bop it look sleeker okay. and added a volume control. Because that was kind of necessary. Because man, those boppets were loud as bop fuck. It. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, bop, dude, shit, shit. I'm right here. God damn, you're literally in my hand. 
piss it. Okay, okay fine. Stop. Shit, just shut up. Oh, God. What did I do? Pull it. Okay, fuck. Chill. If I pull it, will you stop yelling at me? <laughs> Please? A, a brat's bop it. Huh. Uh, you know, product of its time. Yeah. Bop it blast, which is the final form of bop it extreme. It was its final form. It added a female voice and a higher skill ceiling, as the first few bop it stopped at 100. Bop it! Note the exclamation point. With the exclamation point. Sure. Which added a new element to the original bop it in that you would be told to shout it, meaning you had to shout. Oh! Yeah. Um, bop it bounce, which added a ball and a mini trampoline. That's kind of cool. Bop it XT, the completely revamped and changed Bop it Extreme, which added Shake It. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bop it Smash, which was like the Frankenstein's monster of Simon and Bop it. You basically had to smash two colors together, as you were told. You know, I think they might have missed an opportunity to have a, like, Hulk tie-in. Oh, yeah. Bop it Smash! You're right. You're right. But this was like... It's it's before the MCU really Yeah, this was root. like right around when like, this is like the whole thing came the out that was like... was it, Who was it? What was his name? Eric Bana? Or the director? Ang Lee? Yeah, yeah Ang Lee. Yeah. Um, bop it Tetris. Dude. That was like you had to like bop it to change the pieces and shit. No, I, I could get behind that. That yeah. sounds pretty neat. Yeah. Uh... I am Groot, bop it. Yes, but wait, how do you do it if everything is I am Groot? <laughs> I am Groot. Man, <laughs> fuck! Uh, R2-D2, bop it. Well, same thing, you can't understand. Which I actually have it. Do you really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, the re-release of the original bop it. Bop it beats. Beats. Which has a little turntable what and six different actions. Bop it, spin it, scratch it, flip it, reverse, and repeat. Again. Sounds like something Missy Elliott would enjoy. That's true. That's very true. Especially the reverse it part. Yeah. Flip it and reverse it. Yep. And bop it maker. Make your own bops? Uh, yeah. yeah. Basically. You, uh, it gives you the options to set your own set of, like, Patterns that people have to follow. Okay. So it basically is horse. Oh, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, Boppet also has a line of sister products, that being Zing It, which is a yo yo that operates as the same type of challenges presented with Boppet. Zing It. Zing It. Um, the Top It. <laughs> uh, which is essentially an electronic version of Ball in a Cup. And the Groove It, which is like, uh, kind of like a little DJ station. Okay. Because you do everything, there's like a whole bunch of shit you gotta do with your hands. That's what she said. Uh, when Dan turned in that first prototype of Bop It, it was his voice, but realizing that he would be strapped for time as he was busy building his own toy company known as the Kid Group, LLC. Milton Bradley put out their feelers to find someone to do the voice. Uh, that man is named Buddy Rubino. Buddy Rubino. 
What's that? Just like another one of these like greaser type names. Yes. Hey, Buddy Rubino. Hey, Buddy Rubino. I saw you with my sister last night. What are you doing? What are you doing with my sister, Buddy? I was taking her out for a malt. Uh, all right. Just so long as you keep your hands above the waist. And I felt her up. Bye. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, who? Buddy Rubino has been noted as saying that he loves that he was given the opportunity to troll the world. <laughs> explaining how often he hears how hated he is from people that grew up getting reprimanded for fucking up at Bop It. <laughs> so now we land at my favorite segment. Oh, mine that too. creepy little clown, The Fact in the Box. The prototype sound for when you messed up was literally Homer Simpson saying, Don't! <laughs> and obviously they couldn't use it right. because of the copyright laws. Rights and whatnot. But Dan did meet Matt Browning and told him the story, and Matt said that he loved Bop It. Oh, and really? They actually made a parody of it in a Simpsons episode in season 21, oh. episode 7, called Bonk It. <laughs> It's actually, it's fucking hilarious. Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put a little bit of it in here. That's like way after I stopped watching The Simpsons. Oh, that's way after like anybody that actually likes The Simpsons stopped watching The Simpsons. That's true. Well, there's only one game we can play in the car over and over and over again. Bonk it. Oh, I'm sorry, kids. We lost the batteries for that. <laughs> no problem. A couple just rolled out from behind your seat. Oh. Cigarette lighter. Bonk, bonk, bonk it, twist it, smack it, thwack it, whack it, bonk it, bump it, twist it, smack it, it, thwack it, whack it, bonk it, bump it, twist it, smack it, thwack it, whack it, stop it, crush it, kill it! Nice. It's, it's, but it's just gotten to the point where, like, it's painfully aware that that's Hank Azaria. Yeah. (laughs) You know? It's just one of those voices. Yep. Um. He's everywhere. He really is. Uh, Bobbit appears in the video game Hasbro Game Night really? in digital form, voiced by Buddy Rubino. Oh. Which was like, I think it was like a Wii game. They made, they made a few of them. Hasbro oh, that would game make Nights. sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Uber drivers have taken to giving drunk passengers a Bobbit. Really? Just to keep them. Out of nostalgic pleasure and drunkenness, it provides the drivers a little bit of peace. Yeah. Because you yeah. hand somebody a bop it. And they're obviously of age to be drinking, so they can't remember the bop it. Yeah. You hand somebody a fucking bop it. Or even Simon, for that matter. Right. Like a lizard brain is going to take over. Definitely. And you're just going to start playing with it like you would if you were, like, fucking nine. Nine. You know? Yeah. Um. There is an entire website dedicated to Boppet repairs that cover the gambit of the entire Boppet family. Are you kidding? That's that's wild. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Kid Group LLC helped develop Simon Air, which brings this episode and last episode full circle. Yeah, totally so does. So the one with, like, the hands? Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, but... no buttons? That was Kid Group LLC. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, so we've come to the end of another wild ride here at Toys R Us. If you like what you heard and like to support us, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. It's it's really imperative. Yeah, it's kind of a make-or-break thing, so it is. please make us, not break us. Exactly. Uh, if you'd really like to make us, how about considering becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Toys R Us Podcast? We'd love you forever. We have a bunch of stuff coming out. We have t-shirts in the works. Um, it's just a good time to hop on board. Uh, you can keep up with all of our social medias. It's Toys R Us Podcast across the board, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can definitely find us. It's We're pretty easy to spot. Yeah, I mean, I post like five times a day, so... And I share find, five times a day, so yeah, it's like find something. double duty. We're also pretty much... I continually check, like, uh, Google mm-hmm. to see... Where, where we are. When we first the- started, we were like... The top three results, right? Yeah. And on the rest of the page were, like, articles about Toys R, Toys R Us closing. Yeah. Toys yeah. Were Us. Yeah. But as we as time has gone by, now just the bottom, like, two are articles about Toys R Us closing. Oh, And the rest of it are us. is us. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is. It's gratifying. It really fucking is. And we couldn't do it without all you guys out Exactly. There. Exactly. You mean the world to us. You really do. You make it worth doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a lot of research, but it's it's fun because you learn shit. Like the guy who made the slinky joined an evangelical cult. Yeah, and like well, he could just, ditched his entire family. He's like, see ya, peace. Or fucking Stretch Armstrong was bulletproof to a point. Like just shit you wouldn't even think about. Also, Stretch Armstrong. Yes. Yeah. Stretch Armstrong with that fucking dick print he got there. Yeah. All right. Remember to bop it. Twist it, pull it, and remember you will always be a Toys R Us kid. Also, do it. Do it. All right, and I would like to thank the following patrons, our producer patrons, Jeremy, Jessica, Natalie, Amy, Nicole, Nicole, Juanita, Shannon, and Steven. Thank you very much for all your support. 